0: You're listening to the Give Me Five Podcast, episode 85. This is the Give Me Five Podcast, a semi-entertaining show about very entertaining things. My name is Rob, and as always, I'm joined by Greg... You know,
1: we can do whatever we want tonight without getting yelled at.
0: I think we can. We probably should. Because, I was going to say we have no Jimmy,
1: but that I, I don't like the sound of that. Jimmy no. is not here tonight. <laughs> uh, the moral compass of the Gimme 5 podcast, one would say. Wow, and that's pretty sad. Yeah, is out of town. I'm, I'm not sure if he's at a baseball game or a concert. I don't know, he's doing cool stuff. Something so we are out of holding town. down the fort here, holding it down
0: like there's no tomorrow. Yes,
1: but we are
0: going to discuss a little bit of pop culture, entertainment, maybe some nostalgia thrown in for good
1: measure. Yeah, we'll see. Think so. Now this week is a little bit of a weird one because there was two major events. Uh, not bad or anything, but just two big events that we were part of. Uh, including spent, a Mechacon, of huh? yeah, spent a lot of time. Yeah, spent a lot of time doing so. Rob was at Megacon for four straight days. Yeah, four days. And uh, Boyer's feet tired. (laughs) And I was there for two days. And now at work, which I'm going to talk about in a little bit, we have a big Hall of Fame event in which we have people from all over the entertainment industry coming in to speak to students and doing... There's all sorts of fun stuff, video games, movies, and... uh, I ran a room today that was uh, live-action Mario Kart, the balloon-popping game. That's awesome. So... They had like remote controlled cars, and they had balloons on the back of them and like a big needle on the front of it. And my it was my job to make sure that no one got stabbed in the ankle. Which honestly, that I'm not the person to put in charge of that. Oh God! Yeah, no one did get stabbed in the ankle, but I tried really hard. I'm just bad at RC yeah. cars.
0: <laughs> I was looking at that at the pictures that you sent. Those those barricades didn't look like they were going to stop anything.
1: They, they did. They were they were wooden, and they were. They were bolted together, and then they had uh, pool noodles on the inside of them to kind of Oh, things. okay. No.
0: I didn't see the pool noodles. I just thought that yeah. that somebody had lined up like wooden blocks, and they weren't no, actually no, no, there. Okay. They, were,
1: they were L brackets and things. Okay. But, yeah, so it's a big event, so I was there. I've been there all week. Last week we had Megacon, so it's going to be a little bit of a different episode. It's going to be a little more discussion, a little bit less on the review side of things, but we'll have some fun. And, uh, if anything that we talk about, we're probably going to end up talking about Chernobyl a little bit and, uh, John Wick 3, correct? Yes. The the Wickening, I believe it's called? Something like that, yeah. Uh, we're going to talk about that a little bit. There will be spoilers, of course, if we talk, or when we talk about those things. So, be aware. So if we have, we are talking about something you have not seen, read, or listened to yet, use your own discretion and don't send angry emails. Uh, Rob, do you have any, uh, news?
0: Actually, I don't think I do.
1: Yeah, it's weird being in these big pop culture events. I haven't really heard, had any news either. But, um, you know, Jimmy, he trusted us uh, by being gone this week, right? And he's like, you know, we're not going to do anything to embarrass him. He was like, just, you guys record on your own. Just don't embarrass me.
0: Boy, was that a
1: mistake. So I told him, you know, we're not going to embarrass him, but I would like to announce a brand new segment, which I'm going to call uh, This Week in Penis. Excellent.
0: I like this segment already.
1: on. this segment grew from some listeners, which is probably a really bad way to phrase that. Ha! And we had some listeners. Something just came up. Yeah, yes, exactly. Uh, I got three messages throughout the week from listeners about various uh, penis-related stories. I'm not sure why they sent them to us, but they did. So they probably addressed them directly to you. Greg, check out this penis. Are you sure it wasn't just like no, they're porn all all stories? They're all legit. They're nothing, nothing really pornographic. So let's let's talk about this here. Uh, you probably have not heard these stories, Rob, but if you have, a free to chime a All right. a 58-year-old woman trespassed on the grounds of the CIA headquarters, like not just a field office, like the actual headquarters. This week, uh, she ended up getting cited on four separate occasions for appearing on CIA grounds. And after one of the times, she insisted that she had an appointment with Agent Penis.
0: <laughs>
1: oh, wow. And the very confused security officers were like, excuse me? And she's like, I have an appointment with Agent Penis. She informed that officer that she was following up on a, with a recruiter at the agency and said as part of her application for CIA employment and that they told her to go talk to Agent Penis and... uh she has been charged with a trespassing misdemeanor and is being held in Alexandria, Virginia. And the news article I, I read, this was on a legit news site, it was actually a military news site, uh, said that she has yet to hear back from Agent Penis.
0: Wow. Now, now I wonder, I, I, I'd like a little more details, because I wonder whether or not she's just crazy, or whether or not she was being, like, punked. Like, she was trying to legitimately fill out a job application. And somebody's like, oh, this will be great. We'll tell her to go to the CIA headquarters and ask
1: for Asian penis. That's what I was wondering, too. Like, was someone playing a remarkably cool, dr- cruel joke? Or was there something not right? Because she was pretty um, pretty tenacious. She did show up four times. But, like, maybe someone did. Like, maybe she responded to, like, one of those fake emails Yeah. with this thing. How was she
0: dressed? Know. Was she on CIA headquarters, like, in her bathrobe? Or was she, like, dressed for an interview?
1: I, it did not say but it did not but it leads me to believe she was dressed in like business casual or something that's why i didn't actually say her name because ah. you know it's possible that she, someone played a joke on her it's also possible that there was something not right but nonetheless either one of those things i don't want her name getting out there even though it is available uh so that was one of the stories okay uh several years ago in washington state i think it was 2017 a giant sky penis appeared in the clouds, and a few people took pictures of it. And it was, you know, it was it was like a skywriting penis, and <laughs> so people took pictures of this thing.
0: Somebody paid to have a penis put in the sky.
1: No, it was actually some uh, navy pilots that were messing around, uh-huh. and they were flying, and I guess the the air had a certain amount of moisture in it, which caused the the contrails to actually be visible. So. As you know, when anyone has a when any guy has a piece of paper and a pen, they're gonna eventually draw a penis, like sooner or later. Sooner or later. So in this case, they had a you know multi million dollar jet and the sky, and they drew penises. So they did this thing. The guy and they uh, were a little concerned when they thought that well the the clouds would go away quickly, but it turned out it didn't. So there was this giant sky penis in the air for a little longer than possible. And they actually did this giant review as the government is want to do. you know they definitely like doing the whole well, let's spend large amounts of money to figure out why this happened when I just answered why it happened a second ago. because two guys had a pen and some paper. yeah, pretty much and I, there I save you, just give me and Rob the money, but they actually released the uh, the recording or the like I guess the chatter between the two pilots or whatever and mm-hmm. he said, uh, uh balls are gonna be a little lopsided the pilot advised and he basically said that he first thought it was a bad idea and then he's like hey, what the heck and he decided to fly around and draw this giant sky peanut, and so it's right. going the balls are gonna be a little bit lopsided uh balls are complete he reports moments later i just got to navigate a little bit over here for the shaft which way is the shaft going the ewo whatever that is asked uh shaft will go to the left pilot answered it's gonna be a wide shaft the ewo noted Wow, I don't want to make it just like three balls. The pilot said, and so on and so forth. But I do like the the tagline. These these pilots are pretty sharp, despite what they were doing. Uh, the guy said some Chinese weather satellite right now is like, "What the hell?" <laughs> the pilot surmised. <laughs> 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 so they did finally figure out the two pilots involved with the situation got reprimanded, but they did not say their names. And I've got one more because you know these things for apparently get emailed to us in threes. I am opening up yeah. a gateway to hell. I feel. Uh, this one's a, this one is about uh, it's not really this week in, in penis. This is about uh, scrotums and okay. so glittery scrotums in this case. Oh my uh, god! Yeah, Jimmy's gonna have a litter of kittens. And in this case, a, there was a someone sent me a thing about a new fad that was uh, on on the internet, and it was not really a fad, but we'll get into that in a second. Uh, glittery dog balls. I was sure. that that can't really be a thing, really. It is a thing that happened, but it is not a fad. Okay. So what happened was basically there's a picture up of a poodle with his, with the dog's balls are covered in glitter. And it was a joke between a couple dog groomers that they had a lot of clients that were coming in and either complaining about the fact that their dogs were uh, unshorn. And like, could you do anything about that? Could you leave the hair or whatever? And then a couple others were like just complaining about it. And the, it's like, it's a dog. You either get them castrated or not. You know, so they as a joke, she put on like a blog, like a groomer blog, because they hear this a lot. Apparently, a picture of one of their dogs with uh, they did co- like a corn syrup and like an edible glitter, just as a joke. And a couple other people did it as a joke too, but of course, some news agencies, like the less respectable ones, picked up on it. Like you know, people in California or wherever it was, I don't know, I think it was Kentucky actually, are glittering their dog scrotums, and wow. uh, so. People send it around as if it was a real thing. Of course, yay internet, but it was not actually a real thing. But someone did send So that is your week in penis. Wow. And I think this week we are going to do a little bit of a snap decision, although it's going to be a little different. I think it's going to be more of a discussion. Okay. Because it's been something I've been trying to figure out.
0: Okay. I will see if I can help or just confuse
1: things more. Yeah. This year is a very weird year for geeks because the beginning of the Marvel Universe kind of came to a conclusion. Now it's going to continue, but, you know, we've we've reached the first major milestone, right? Okay.
0: Well, technically Uh, isn't like the third major milestone? The Avengers was the first major
1: one, but, like, it told the arc of most of the characters. Uh, Game of Thrones, of course, ended. Right. Uh, Star Wars is going to finish the nine-film cycle of the Skywalker story, and then they're going to kind of move on from there. And also, you know, just other kind of nerd-related things that got big around the same time. The Big Bang Theory ended, and uh, those are the kind of the big one. And you know, those properties have made billions of dollars, right? Yeah. So now, completely being aware that there is going to be more Star Wars stories out there, going to be more Marvel stories and movies, and they've they have this all mapped out. What do you think is the next big thing, or is that not going to happen for a while? Like, you can. I can kind of figure out the cycle, right? Like in the late 90s and they had – Star Wars kind of came back and you had like Lord of the Rings was a big deal, right? And then you had like sp- the first Spider-Man movie which kind of blew that whole thing open and then they started doing like the Marvel Universe and that was kind of a big thing. Right. Um, but I can't for the life of me figure out what's going to be the next big – I don't want to say fad but the next big like
0: Honestly, um thing. I I don't know – That we will see anything again, or even it's possible it'll happen again, but I don't know that we'll see anything anytime soon with the same scope as the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I I just don't know that we'll see anything that that you know transcends like several different movie properties to join them all together to link everything all together. I mean, Mm twenty-two films. All these heroes have their own movies. I mean, I I don't know that we'll see the like of that again at least for a while. I mean, I think it'll be decades before we see anything like that. I mean, I mean ex- accepting of course that the Marvel Cinematic Universe is going to continue. Yeah. Now, now whether or not they continue to interlink all of the different universes the same way that they've done for the past, I don't know.
1: Decade or so. What is it like?
0: Eleven yeah, years? It's a
1: decade. It's ten. It's been ten years. Okay. Yeah, I thought it was like eleven years and like twenty two, like that. Yeah, it might be eleven now, but that that one poster right I just got says you know, ten years of Marvel.
0: Okay. So yeah, I mean, I don't know that we'll see anything like that anytime soon. That being said, I do think that there are potential products that could, if done correctly, yield almost as much interest even if it's not on a on such a wide scope as the Marvel universe I definitely think there are things that could take over Game of Thrones um yeah. there there's there's a couple of product uh, there's a couple of things in production now that I think could possibly end up taking over granted some of them are um products of the franchises that you've already mentioned like the the Mandalorian TV show yeah I think depending upon how they pull that off, that could that could end up taking over from Game of Thrones. Um, definitely the the Lord of the Rings. Yeah, it could be good
1: with the budget they mentioned.
0: Yeah, I could I could definitely see that being the new Game of Thrones. But again, it's all going to depend upon writing. Um, there there are numerous other other things. One of the one of the trends I think that's going to continue because I think they've had some success with it and I think they'll continue to tap it to see what they can do with it is I think we'll definitely get more and more standalone villain. Uh, Okay. We've got, we've got the, we've got the Joker coming out. We've had venom who's kind of a villain. Uh, Suicide Um, squad,
1: but it wasn't standalone, but
0: Suicide squad. But I mean, it wasn't great, but I mean, it's it's leading to more, because I think
1: Hartley's getting her own movie, right? I believe so. And suicide squad did very well. Oh, did It, it money wise? Yeah, it, I think it Oh, okay. I believe it actually made more than Justice League.
0: Well, that, that was at least deserved because Justice Um but I but I definitely think that we'll probably end up with with more standalone villains or more more movies centered around villains as opposed to the heroes. Um people love their villains, and I really think we'll end up with more of those.
1: Um Yeah, Suicide Squad is number Suicide Squad is number six on the list. It's Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Batman vs Superman. Suicide Squad, Man ah, of Steel, so Batman, Justice. Which one was Batman vs. Batman? What an yeah. abomination! But you didn't know it was terrible until you saw it.
0: Oh my god, it, it it hurt. It hurt my heart. Um. Anyway, there, the, and there's, there's also. I mean, there's a lot to be excited about for stuff that's coming out. I mean, you've got, you've got the new take on the Arthurian legend, cursed, coming. Um. Of course, you've got the
1: Game of Thrones prequel, and you know. Yeah, but they. I don't think they're doing it. Uh, there's there's currently no plans for any Game of Thrones related stuff, but there is plans for the Game of Run- Thrones show Game of Thrones showrunners to do something for Star Wars. Okay, well
0: there is a and depending upon how they pull it off, because it has been a very popular, uh, at least the third one was a very popular video game franchise, The Witcher TV
1: series. I'm actually kind of excited about that because of the casting. I remember, I don't remember who it was, but it looked good. Henry Cavill. Yes. Okay. I saw that Henry Cavill was was slated to
0: play okay. uh Geralt I think it is. He's he's slated to play the lead and in fact it could prevent him from oh. reprising his role as Superman. So we'll, he wasn't we'll the problem with the Superman. We'll see what happens there. Yeah, yeah, no, I thought he was I thought he was fine. Um the one one thing that I've heard that's in production but I think will linger in production hell just because I don't think he'll let anybody write the end of the book and or the end of the series. And I don't see him finishing it anytime before like, we die.
1: Um, <laughs> you know, and that's, I that's uh, Patrick Rothfuss's King Killer Chronicles. God. So, normally, guys, real quick, listeners out there, normally we do a rant at the end of the show. Uh, we're just going to take care of that right now. Rob, go ahead. Um, Patrick Rothfuss is a dick
0: and he won't finish his freaking books. Um, he keeps taking breaks to do all kinds of other stuff. But I know that he's an author and he has his, his right to, uh, you know, but. But you know what? When you go...
1: Never mind. Forget it. That was his rant. Thanks for listening, guys. Oh, God. (laughs) So, like, with the Marvel Cinematic Universe, just jumping back there real quick. Mm -hmm. One of the things I think is interesting is, for the most part, with what we were seeing in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, everything was new. Other than Spider-Man, which we had seen multiple takes, right? So, yeah, there were some cheesy Captain America movies and stuff like that. But everything was new, so... Well, there was was X-Men also. Well, hold on. I'm getting to that, though but okay the anything new that comes into the marvel cinematic universe now is gonna be has gonna have another company try their hand at it so like if they invite the x-men into the world and do like an x-men versus avengers kind of thing we've seen other versions mm-hmm. of the x-men multiple times if they do fantastic mm-hmm. four same thing we've seen a decent version of the fantastic four and an absolutely terrible version of the fantastic so there's gonna mm-hmm. be some curiosity as to how the what the take is but I don't know if that curiosity is going to be enough to give that wow moment that you saw with the Avengers happening, or right like me right. seeing Thor on the big screen. Like really I'm shocked. Oh, speaking of, uh, he is rep- he is still playing Thor. They signed, so we might get As Guardians of the Galaxy. Nice, that's awesome. Yeah, so he did. I, I'm pretty sure his signature is on the the dotted line.
0: Okay, cool. Um, there are there are a couple other a couple other properties, if you will. That I'm, I'm intrigued by and I think they could do really well. One of them, one of them being a great novel series that I read there that's in production for movies from what I understand is, uh, Brandon Sanderson's Mistborns. They're talking about making movies out of that. I believe that's, mm-hmm. I believe that's in the works. I don't know that they've actually started production, but I think they're, they're working on it. Um, one, one property that has been batted around that does have the capability of having the scope that, say, the Marvel Cinematic Universe does is the Wheel of Time series. And there has been talks. I don't know if they're... I'm not sure if it's a TV show or a movie series. I think I heard it was a TV show. But the Wheel of Time series is like 14 books, super long, um, and it's, it's one of... I, I had a hard time getting into it. I really need to try and give it another shot, but it's it's one of the more beloved fantasy series, like of all time. I mean that that is one of the ones that people toss up there as like the the pinnacle of the fantasy the, the fantasy genre.
1: I think Dune is coming too, but that's that's a little too weird. I think to to really, I mean, of course, we have a movie with a talking tree and a angry raccoon, so I might be wrong. Well, yeah, but
0: well, we've also got the Watchmen coming.
1: Yeah, that looks good. Oh, has, has the
0: first one come out?
1: Uh, the, the trailer played at the end of Game of Thrones.
0: Oh, oh, oh. But it, the, the first episode hasn't been released yet. Right? No, no, not yet. Okay. But one that I would love to see, and I think you'd probably enjoy it too. I, one I would love to see is I'd love to see them turn it. I'd love to see a movie version of the franchise and see what they could do with it. Because it already failed as a TV show, but I think it just didn't have the, the right direction or the right funding or what.
1: I'd love to see the Dresden. I agree. I think that... That would catch quite a few markets if they do it right. I think that yeah, people that like Harry Potter would like it. I think people that liked mm-hmm. uh, the show, thinking of it, um, well, people that like mysteries because it's got kind of a detective aspect to it.
0: People like mysteries. People that like supernatural, uh, yeah, supernatural, like, Buffy.
1: Yeah, you know, I think there's a
0: Buffy vampires, werewolves. Yeah, um, all kinds of supernatural. And there's enough stuff content going on. I mean, already
1: for like at least a decade years. of seasons. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: or even seasons or even a decade of movies. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could you could produce
1: like a bunch of movies from, I don't know why nobody's picked up on them, because they're, they're a really great series. I've really mm-hmm. enjoyed the series. And it hasn't jumped the shark. Like there's a couple other series that I have I read where all of a sudden, like you could tell like the author all of a sudden got obsessed with sex. And you're like, mm-hmm. I'm not reading it for this. I'm reading it for a mystery or a supernatural type stuff or monsters. And then it's like, I don't need the character having sex with a where Cheetah. <laughs> See you you oh, laughed, but I wasn't making that, that up. <laughs> or a were leopard or something.
0: I, I also think in, in addition to the to the villains thing, I also think that we'll probably get more female heroines. I said it.
1: you did say heroine. I don't know what the difference between I, I, female and male heroine is, but you know, don't do it at all. It's a bad idea. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think we'll get more more female oriented
0: hero movies yeah i think they also this is an,
1: that's a good thought they'll probably and this is not that crazy of an idea they'll probably be do the same thing that comics did with the younger versions of the characters like the young avengers or maybe like a, a teen titans kind of situation with like the quote-unquote sidekicks you know a, a batgirl a robin nightwing that kind mm. of thing okay i think that covers most of it um like i said it was not quite a snap decision Because it was longer than we normally do. But I thought it was an interesting topic and just something I've, you know, I mull over. Yeah, definitely. Well, guys, uh, you out there have been listening to us. And, you know, I think having to deal with this, you should probably get paid for it. And, you know, I'm not going to pay you, but there is a podcast app out there that will pay you. And that is called PodCoin. And heck, why not get paid for it? You're listening anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So here's the deal. Uh, Podcoin is basically it's just an app. It's not anything crazy. It's just a podcast listening app. They have all your the ma- major podcasts on there. Right? Basically every podcast is on there. So rather than use the iTunes app or rather than use uh, what what do you listen through? Uh, Castbox. So Castbox. Rather than using any of those, what you do is you just get a login for Podcoin. Cost you nothing every time you listen to a podcast, it gives you points. And you can turn in those points for things like Amazon gift cards, Starbucks gift cards, all that stuff. I've used it for about a month before I just started to start talking about it. And I love it. It's, you know, it's it's a very easy to use app. And one of the cool things is, it's unlike some of the other major apps in that you see a larger variety of other podcasts kind of in the top. And those are actually bonus podcasts. So it's not it doesn't have to be something like sponsored by you know, Fox or this one's sponsored by ESPN or anything like that to get in the top. It's just average, everyday people like us. So, if you listen to this, you actually get a point and a half. So, if you listen to this every, you know, if you listen to us, you get a point and a half because we happen to be a bonus podcast for this. It's kind of an interesting way of doing it, and it, it allows the the podcast world to kind of flourish. What you do is basically download pod uh pod podcoin. That was awesome. See, you could actually, you just got points for me screwing up there. Ah, woo! So me stuttering there gave you a few extra seconds of listening, and now you can get like a latte. You're welcome. Okay, so anyway, here's the deal. Download PodCoin, you use the code 5. That code 5 will get you 300 PodCoin, 300 extra points, right off the bat. It will get you closer to stuff that you're already going to buy. So so just get the PodCoin app and use the invo- the invite code 5. And you've got 300 PodCoin just for signing up, and thank you for checking out PodCoin. Last year, you guys might remember in our episode, we we did a special Megacon episode where I got a bunch of interviews, or we got a bunch of interviews and did stuff like that. Uh, Megacon was a little bit rushed for me this year, and Rob was working on some costume stuff, so we didn't quite do the interview route. But we're just going to chat a little bit about Megacon, what we thought, what we, you know, some of the things we saw, ran into, whatever. And, uh, what'd you think, Rob would, how did Megacon work for you this year? What is your, uh, your personal Instagram so people can check out the costume? I don't think it's posted on ours, although it should be. Oh, oh, I, I can, I can probably post it there. It's RHDX5. You can find me on Instagram at RHDX5. You can see all those awesome costumes. They're really good. They're worth checking out. They're not just like, you know, went to a store, bought something out of a box and all of a sudden he's like flash.
0: Right. Yeah. No, I, I, I put some effort into my costumes. Um, I, I do I'm not one hundred percent handy with all of the all of the modeling and everything. So I do buy a couple of things here and there, but I do I do make a large portion of my own. So this year I was putting together a mashup costume for one that I have done in the past. I've I've done a very popular Darkwing duck costume. Um when I wear a Darkwing Duck, everybody tells me it's the best one they've seen. Um I I also did a mashup version. It was either last year or the year before that I put together a mashup version of a Darkwing Duck Jedi. And I have like a purple lightsaber and a purple blade and everything that I use for the Darkwing Duck Jedi. Well, this year I did a mashup of Darkwing Duck again, but I did a Mandalorian mashup. So I made my own armor and everything like that. I did have the helmet custom made and the helmet came out. I love this thing. It, it, it. It was exactly what I was hoping. the 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 guy over or the the company, the Iron Forge, is a local Orlando company, and they basically do Mandalorian helmets. They they design, paint,
1: and and sell helmets for yeah, Mandalorian. they're flawless. I remember them from last uh, year. I didn't see them this year, but I remember from last year they had like a whole rack of them, and I was looking at them, and yeah, the guy must look at them with a the magnifying glass because there is not a single flaw in the paint that's not supposed to be there. There's not a single divot. Everything is smooth. It's perfect. Yeah. And the,
0: the helmet came out beautiful. So big shout out to the Iron Forge. If you're looking for any Mandalorian helmets, give him a give him a call. He does custom work like he did for me. If you check out my Instagram, you can see it. And I'll post it on, on the Give Me Five podcast Instagram so that you can check it out there as well. But it came out great. I spent two days in that costume. I usually go on Thursday and I don't and I kind of wander around and see what's there, but Thursday is such a short day. That it's really hard to get through everything, yeah. you know what I mean. And then I spent two days in the Mandalorian costume, and then I spent one day in the Jedi Darkwing. Con- and I was I was telling Greg that his experience at MegaCon and my experience at MegaCon are a little bit different because I dress up, I get stopped a lot, so I don't get to wander around and shop or see all, sometimes all of the boots. I mean, I, I I Greg commented I typically find one or two things that I get that I get interested in every year at MegaCon. But
1: Yeah, you tend to get the you, – you pick one or two big ticket items, and then you either talk yourself into it or out of it throughout the, the time. Yeah. Whereas I tend to I tend to wander around part, partially yeah. because I have a lot of uh, coworkers and students and stuff like that that go off and open up booths, and I have to support them either by popping by or by purchasing things. Um, mm-hmm. And not – and I have – with the cosplay stuff, like I, I would love to make that kind of stuff, but there's two things that kind of prevent me. One, I hate carrying mm-hmm. stuff like – I get that, right? You know that feeling when you're when you go to the door and you're like trying to unlock the door, and then you drop one thing, and you're like, Ugh. and then you like go to pick it up, and then something else falls, and then you're just trying to like mm-hmm. bucket and you just drop everything. Like, yeah, like when I'm walking around an event for a long period of time yep. with stuff, that's how I feel like the whole time. <laughs> so, gotcha. that's one. Th- that's one part, and the other thing is it tends to cause people to want to touch me and like put their arms around me, and I just don't want to be touched by hordes of nerds. Gotcha.
0: Well, I mean, like I said, I mean I could. It, I, I know that we've talked about this in the past, but I could help you with, I mean, we could pick like a fairly basic costume that you could do, or a fairly basic costume for me to help you make, basically. Because um, I think it would be great for us to do like a Darkwing Jedi and, and uh, Negadec Sith.
1: I think that'd be a great a great duo really costume cool. for us to go in. There's a couple things that have, have peaked my but, interest. Um, any, so any of the Star Wars, like, Imperial troops I've always liked, mm-hmm. but... There's, that gets a little, I will eventually start building something on the good old 3D printer. Um, mm-hmm. That's true. I
0: could. I could also work on some Mandalorian armor. I, I. I. got some. I actually spent some time talking to the. I spent like 30 minutes just standing yeah. there talking to the Mandalor- The guys at the Mandalorian Mercs booth, and just picking their brain about how they how they go about doing their arm. They're super nice guys, by the way. If you ever have any questions. Don't hesitate to reach out to the Mandalorian merch Also, if you ever need anyone, super nice, super friendly, super you helpful. Can do that as well. I,
1: I nothing but good things. Exactly. Um, exactly. So I, I want to talk a little bit here. Moving on from so, like, the cosplay kind of thing about food. Oh
0: God, it was so good. Uh, I found my two new items this year. Usually every year there's like one item that I find that, so that wasn't the there Japanese, the previous the year. That Japanese I'm like, oh my things, god, though. it's so good. Uh, I believe it was the, the one booth was called Omusubi. O-M-U-S-U-B-E-E, oh. I think.
1: Cookies kind of thing.
0: But what it was, that was Tayaki. T-A-I-Y-I-Y-A-K-I, I believe. Those were the sponge cookies. But they were right next to each other. And the, the Taiyaki were just, they were, they were these fish shaped sponge cookies and they had like various things baked into them. I mean, they had M&Ms or they had cookies and cream or they had uh chocolate and peanut butter. They had mint in some of them. They, I yes, mean, they the, were the uh, Yaki Onigiri, which was
1: uh rice balls maybe. I don't know. We're, we're very white. We're going to screw this up, but they were the little rice triangles with various fillings. Right. Little rice triangles. And, yeah. Yeah. You ate quite a bit of those. They were so good, so that that was one of the new things. By the way, uh, if anyone's looking to open up a franchise yeah, anywhere in this entire country, I have never seen them anywhere, and they were they seemed relatively easy to make, and people are snapping them up and they were really good, like grab on the go food. yeah, yeah. they and sold they had, out every you know, day. Uh, I'm by saying the way. normal and not normal, but they had normal Americanized flavors. and then they had more traditional Japanese flavors, and both of them were pretty good. like the miso pork was delicious. So that, right. So they were, they were basically, uh,
0: sticky sushi rice, uh, in the shape of the triangle. Um, it comes wrapped up and it has a seaweed that's wrapped around. You can pull the wrapping off so that it slides off. And then the seaweed just kind of cradles the, the rice, yeah. or you don't even have to eat the seaweed. Greg doesn't broad, like the seaweed. Actually. He threw it away. Um, but they were, he, he did, he did. And, and I ate it. It was delicious, but they had, they had su- several flavors. They had like a miso egg. They had tuna mayo. Almost like a tuna salad kind of thing. They had miso pork. They had chicken, which I didn't got. Mm-hmm. I didn't get to try because every time I went there, they were sold out of the chicken. <laughs> I was like, "Dang it!" But they had chicken. They had a tempura shrimp, and they they were they were just all delicious. They were all perfectly cooked. It was I, yeah.
1: I spent a good bit of money. On and those. the tayaki were like these little sponge, sponge as well as the taiyaki with, with filling in them with, or, or M and M's or and cream. They were. Yeah, they're pretty good. Those, um, I didn't get a chance oh, to do it, but those things were delicious. just begging to be dipped in some sort of coffee, at least for me, because they, they were just perfect. And they looked like little fish, so they were kind of mm. cool. So
0: Yeah, and that would, that would
1: be a disgusting waste of a delicious cookie to dip it in coffee, but... Hey, look, you just sit there and eat your seaweed flake. <laughs> I will! There was a little bit more movement on some of the comic artists, which I thought was kind of interesting. Really? Because the past few years, I've heard people say that the comic artists booths weren't great. The comic artists still do it because historically that is one of the ways they make money because they don't get paid a whole bunch by the comic book companies. What ends up happening is if they do an independent thing and it gets picked up like a walking dead or something, that's where they get their money. Or if they create a character that gets a movie treatment for the most part, the main company gets that, that money. But a lot of these comic creators do go on to become you know producers and stuff like that. But in the past I've seen like, you know, Booze of like, for example, uh, I think last year I was like James O'Barr, the guy that created the crow. I saw a dude dressed as the crow just walk right by him. You yeah. being like, you created this character that I care enough about to dress up as this year. I heard some conversations and people were like, Oh yeah, these, these experiences to meet these artists or these uh, sketch opportunities are completely sold out. And that actually made me happy. I thought it was a, a good little turn nice so they had some of the artists from uh, the do batman and there's a, a fantastic uh issue uh series i think it's a eight or twelve issue series i just bought it i haven't finished it yet uh mr miracle which was a old kirby art thing back in the 70s or something mm-hmm. where a lot of like crazy sci-fi like helmets and dark side and all that stuff came out of and they just released a series and the, the artist, I think Mitch Gerard, I think he was there and he had a, a pretty big line and Tom King, who's the writer, who has a crazy story, by the way. Tom I don't you probably don't know it, Rob, but Mm-mm. there's a writer in comics right now named Tom King, and he was actually a CIA operative in Iraq before he became oh, wow. writer. <laughs> Holy cow. Yeah. And he wrote a story called The Sheriff of Baghdad, a comic series called The Sheriff of Baghdad about it wasn't what he was doing, but it was about like a police officer that went into the military and uh was tasked with training the Iraqi soldiers after like Baghdad fell and mm. it's won a ton of awards and it's you know comic books when people say comic books they're like oh you're talking superheroes no because comic books can be anything it's just a medium it's like if I say television you're like oh you're talking you know sitcoms no I'm talking television um so if you're into military stuff or if you're into like interesting different stories in history you know Sheriff of Baghdad is supposed to be a really cool story that I, I have to get around to reading but anyway, so that was one of the things I was a little happy about that, you know, some of the comic artists were getting their due.
0: And and I'm not I'm not going to lie. I typically do not purchase anything from the comic artists. I, I I think some of them, like, have, like, pins and stuff that I'll purchase, like the enamel yeah. pins. Yeah. But I typically don't purchase any books or any art or anything from the artists until this year. Mm-hmm. I... I did purchase something from James Silvestri. I think it's Silvestri, yeah. Yeah. James Silvestri, who is one of the comic animators for Darkwing Duck. And I happened to walk past his booth and I was like, oh, no way. Darkwing Duck comic. Oh, sweet. And I ended up actually buying one of the comics. And at the end of the show, I actually also, Greg talked me into it because I was like, "Eh, "It's you know, I, I I spent the money. I went ahead and did it. And had a, had him commission. Uh, James, uh, it's uh, James Silvani. So Silvani, Silvani, sorry. James Silvani. And I had him commission me uh, a little sketch, basically. So he, he sketched out and I had him sketch out his choice, either me, because he saw both of my costumes and he took pictures of them. He loved them. So I had him do a sketch of me in either costume and I told him to surprise me and he chose the Mandalorian Darkwing and it came out beauty. And actually I can post that on our Instagram as well. It's awesome. It it came out very nice. Very nice. And I will, he says that they normally bring the artist back like every two years. So maybe, maybe if Jen listens to the, to the podcast, which I don't, she will, but he says he opens up his commissions. After like Thanksgiving, you can reach out to him and get like some Christmas presents or whatever. Um, he has pictures of both of my costumes. He says if if we if I reach out to him after Thanksgiving that he'll he'll do a a Jedi one in in opposing fashion so that I can hang them both up. Which would
1: you yeah, know they had some good celebrity meetups. I didn't do them this year, but they had some. They had uh, what the back the whole Back to the Future crew was there it was cool. Yeah, uh, Zachary and Levi. Can- uh, Kaylee actually got to meet them which was really awesome um they're they're a
0: bunch of really nice guys
1: mm-hmm. did, did you hear yeah, that so, story so let's explain Kaylee so Kaylee is a is a friend of, of ours more of a friend of Rob's but you know she's super nice so she's a friend of mine yeah. as well yeah and she does a booth there called uh, uh fandomly, fandomly designs fandomly designs fandomly designs and it's I guess she got her start with the with like the prayer candles with like celebrities and well. stuff, so. mm-hmm. and then she does vinyls and pins of which we got really cool uh, Thanos hand pins or mm-hmm. Iron Man. that's uh, kind of a spoiler, but never mind. <laughs> we got pins, and she's nice enough to let us kind of use her booth as like our stop point so that we don't have to carry around a bunch of stuff. Our home base. Yeah, and um, I guess she had a really cool experience. She did. She did.
0: Um, and. I mean, I don't know whether or not we, because we had talked about possibly having her on and just talking to her, um, and and let her explain it. Or I, you know what? I'll just give you the rundown. Basically, the people from Back to the Future, Michael J. Fox, had heard that she had prayer candles and actually sent one of his aides over to find out if she had, well, from you know, prayer candles from the Back to the Future. And you know, at first she was nervous. She was like, "I do," because she thought they were going to tell her that she couldn't sell them. And she's like, "Yes." And basically, they said put them all away. We want to take them all. And she was like, Oh, okay. Okay. So, so they, they said, just, just come, just, they they were trying to get over there to get them, but they couldn't get over there. So they sent somebody that said, just come over, you know, after this time. So she did. And she brought all the, all the candles that they had wanted. And they, they ended up getting ushered to the front of the line. They went in, they got to meet Michael J Fox. They got to meet Tom Wilson. They got to meet Christopher Lloyd with, without having to, you know, without having to pay for any, for for any of the meet and greets or whatever uh, Leah Thompson,
1: I'm guessing right uh,
0: i i don't know if leah was there or not but but just because you know michael j fox had heard about her prayer candles and he wanted some of her prayer candles and they and they basically brought him some prayer candles he took like one of one or two two sets of all of the actors or whatever and you know they were tried to pay for them. They're like, "Oh, you know, how much do we owe you?" And she's like, "No, absolutely not no they they are yours thank you for thank you for seeing us and everything like that. And it ended up being that that each one of the actors, Christopher Lloyd, Tom Wilson, and Michael J. Fox, all signed the leftovers. Oh, so she cool. got she got signed prayer candles. I was like, "That is amazing and that she said they were nothing but nice. They were super sweet. they were really great she said it was a great experience and she was she
1: was on cloud nine she was so happy so she had a pretty good year was, because yeah if, if you guys want to know a little more about her you might already know about her because she had oh a, yeah that's a right bachelorette party that was office themed that went very viral like if you saw
0: the viral video of the office bachelorette party that was our friend kaylee that was her bachelorette or her her bridal shower i'm sorry not bachelorette her bridal shower
1: yeah bridal shower office yeah, I saw themed bridal shower and I was like, "Wow, that looks just like... Oh God, it is!" <laughs> <laughs> but either way, um, you know, there's conventions that pop up all over the place. There's what Emerald City. There's, of course, the San Diego one, C2E2, the New York Comic Con, um, Dragon Con, right, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. MegaCon. I think that's the some of the big ones. MegaCon is the
0: largest one ones. in Florida. Yeah, the MegaCon Orlando, I believe, is the largest one in, and, and I, think one in, my, yeah, I think the
1: one in is the Star. I think the one in Miami is number two. Okay. Supercon in Miami, I believe, is number two. Yeah, so if, if you're into but, all this stuff, I mean, if you listen to this podcast, you are. Right.
0: And then, and you you have the option to meet celebrities and stuff. I typically don't do that just because it is really expensive to do like the meet and greets, the the autographs and the pictures and stuff like that. Although this year was another first for me because this was the first year that I, in fact, did that as well. We we well, anyway, we're wandering around MegaCon and we just happened to wander past a celebrities booth who was not in the celebrity area, and I stopped for a second. I'm like wait a minute. I think, I, I think that's Tamak. And, and Greg's like, who? And I'm like, from the last dragon. Holy crap. That's Bruce Leroy. <laughs> and it totally was. And he was there selling pictures and, and, and selling autographs. And he had some, some 30th, the 30th anniversary editions of his, of his Blu-ray, the, the last dragon, which mm-hmm. is a great classic eighties movie. I mean, quintessential eighties movie. And we may review that in, in detail at some point, if we haven't already, I, I think we've talked about it. I don't think we've actually like reviewed it,
1: but yeah, it, it ended up on a couple of our top fives.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's great quintessential ladies movies to check it out, but he was there and I got a picture with him. It was fantastic. I think that one actually was posted on that. The is K5, on yeah. That, that one was posted on our Instagram. So the other one I met, I actually found out about from James Silvani because I didn't realize he was there on Thursday because he wasn't there on Thursday, but he told me he's here today. Or are you going to meet him? And I'm like, who? And he says, Jim is here. And I was like, oh, no way. So Jim Cummings was there, who not only is the voice of characters like Winnie the Pooh, also happened to be the voice of Darkwing Duck in the 90s for the cartoon. And coincidentally, was the voice for the Darkwing Duck resurgence in DuckTales this past weekend, which, by the way, I did go back and watch that episode. Very nice. But I got to take a picture. He was the other one that I took a picture with. I I actually paid to take a picture in my Darkwing costume with Jim Cummings. And it was it was hilarious because I was standing in line and, you know, the the line is like 10 feet away from the table and then they call you up, you pay for the picture and then you slide over to the left to stand there and talk to the to the artist or the celebrity. Mm -hmm. And he was standing that he was sitting behind the table talking to somebody at the table and i walk up to the front of the line and i'm almost directly behind the person that he's talking to but off off to the side he kind of sees me and i see him just like like all of a sudden poke his head around the person that he's talking to to look at me and i'm like hey and he's like no way so he, he was super excited. He liked my Mandalorian costume as well. He came out from behind the table so that he could take a picture of me. And then, of course, I got my picture with Jim Cummings.
1: Very cool. And I uh, bought a Detective Pikachu. You did. a couple like Lego guys for my kid because that's what happens. Yeah. Yeah. And next year, your kid may get something else. Yeah, it's true. He, I believe he will finally be able to pick out and design his own lightsaber. Nice like battle ready type lightsaber other than the not like the plastic ones you get at what used to be Toys R Us and it's super early next year too by the way yeah it's not, like in april right yeah not as early as it it's actually
0: my birthday weekend not as not as early as it used to be cuz it used to be in march but it's going to be in april
1: next year that's one extra vacation week you don't have to take i know right save that pto cool okay well uh you know support comic book artists support local artists definitely you know check stuff out you can support pe- these guys really easily just by buying a vinyl sticker for a dollar or two dollars if there's someone you really like. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, that was our MegaCon experience. And uh, I think we're going to move on to something yeah. uh, a little uh, more depressing. Oh, God. So the, there is a five part mini series. On, going on on HBO right now, episode three just ran, I think I think it plays on Mondays. I've been watching them a little time shifted, but I think they're on Monday nights. About the Chernobyl disaster. Oh, God. Which I lived through and robbed it, obviously. Really? Irradiated and everything, huh? Yeah, well, you know, we, we lived when the news was coming out. And, like, it was kind of a scary time because I don't know how many people understood exactly what was going on this far away. But, you know, it, it was a, if you guys don't know, I'm guessing most of you do, it was a partial meltdown or i guess a meltdown or an explosion really mm-hmm. uh in the soviet union of a reactor uh in it's now the ukraine and there was just a huge amount of radiation released and most of it ended up in belarus about 60 percent of it and so this uh not really documentary it's actually a a, a docu series or a that's nah, not even that it's it's a live it's a telling of the story uh starring jared harris delan skarsgård uh Oh, shoot. I always forget her name. Emily Wagner? Emily Watson? Something like that? But, anyway. It's got those guys in it, and it's actually directed by the guy that did uh, Hangover 2 and 3, oddly enough. Ah! Nice. Yeah. it's Kind of weird. But, basically, just little background. The core of Reactor 4 exploded in, in Chernobyl, and it was due to a sudden surge in power. They were trying to do some safety tests, but something happened. They tried to prolong something, and it didn't quite work. And this is of course all coming from the Russian government. So you know that they weren't exactly being forthcoming, uh, led to 56 direct deaths, like almost immediately. And then the explosion, uh, from the explosion and from the people, the emergency crews that went thinking that it was just a fire, not realizing that the explosion was the core. Oh, gotcha. Um, now it of course technically led to thousands of other deaths, but you know, it's like, well, how did this person actually get cancer was because they've, they were irradiated five years ago, or was it because of something else? Like so, there's right. definitely a lot of cancer from this, but there's no, there's no way of ever knowing the number. The show is is it's very well produced. I thought it's it's very well acted. It's terrifying, and you don't realize just how bad this thing could have been, and how horribly mishandled mishandled the the Russian government, or how horribly the Russian government mishandled the situation, right? And there's a couple scenes in there, and some of the cra- – there's some scenes that are trying to prove – that, like, there's no possible way we can know if that actually happened. You know, like, there's a couple, like, horrifying scenes of, like, kids playing in the ashes that are falling from the sky, which are clearly irradiated, but they don't know it yet. And they're just like, oh, it's like snow, you know?
0: Right, right.
1: Um, no dragons to be seen anywhere. So, like, there's that kind of stuff, which it, it it's beautiful and terrifying. There's other stuff where, like, a helicopter crashes into the freaking record. Oh, wow. Okay. That, uh, like you could go on YouTube right now and if you look up Chernobyl helicopter, basically what they were doing was dumping like boron on top of it to try to stop it from like catching on fire. Mm-hmm. And one of them, one of the helicopters went too close. And as it like tried to get out, it crashed into a crane and then spun down into the freaking core. Awesome. Um, yeah. And you can see it. You can watch like the real thing on YouTube. So I didn't know about that part. So there's little things like that that are pretty interesting. And, but every problem that they found and tried to fix led to another problem. So there was a fire. They try to put it out. Now they have irradiated water stuck in the bottom of the core, which is threatening to, see- to seep into the groundwater and basically kill all life in the Ukraine or whatever, that area of Russia, of the Soviet Union. So then, like, okay, well, we have they, like, had to send this suicide crew into, like, waist-high irradiated water to turn off these things. The irradiation was so bad that it killed their flashlights. So they were literally walking around underground without able to see and irradiated water. Um, you do not know. I. Some people said, oh, these guys lived. Other people said they died horrifying deaths within weeks. But again, you don't know because it's Russian government. They cover everything up. Uh, so there's like that kind of stuff. There was, um, they showed that. But like the next level, it was, okay, they dumped all this stuff on the irradiated core. Well, now it's insulated. So it, the heat is building and building and building. And it's threatening to actually melt through the concrete base of the, of this thing and again back to the the groundwater great so they have to do that so they like have these miners come in to do it and all of this stuff is true uh, if the heat was able to build up and this thing like ruptured and actually did like a full meltdown uh most of europe would be completely uninhabitable like they had to do this stuff or else basically they said all of the ukraine finland belarus germany Completely uninhabitable. It would be like if it blew up. It would basically everyone would have had to move to like like England and France, and even that would have been a nightmare. So it's it's I think it's interesting. There's the way they show it. Uh, The acting is really good. Of course, you know Stellan Skarsgård from Thor. Of course, you know I'm assuming you know who Jared Harris is Um, from Mad Men. I don't think you saw the Sherlock Holmes movies, right? Um, No, I did see the Sherlock Holmes with uh, Robert Downey Jr. Yes, he was the bad guy in the second one. Okay, Jared Harris, but he's been in a bunch of. Actually, he's the son of the, of the actor uh, that was in, it's a legendary actor, also last name Harris, but I forget his first name. He was in uh, Gladiator and he died like halfway through filming. But anyway, uh, that's really that. It's, uh, I highly suggest checking it out. You can get it on demand if you have HBO. Uh, if you don't have HBO, you know, keep an eye out for it. It's quick five episode series and it's, uh, it's a little part of history that, People know about it, but they don't know all it, everything about it, and I'm wondering where they're going to go. Oh, uh, there is some horrific radiation burns. Uh, have you ever seen radiation burns, Rob? In your, like, real life? Mm-hmm. No. no not they're really horrifying. Like. It's, I imagine. like They explain them. And apparently, what happens is, like, you get, like, red blisters and lesions, and then, I guess, this areas where that happens. It becomes, like, black, mm-hmm. and then the people start healing, almost like the top layer of skin comes off or whatever, and you think, you're going to be okay, and then basically everything fails, and you just like melt from the inside out. So don't well, mess with radiation, guys. No. You know, and tell them, give me five podcasts told you not to play with radiation. Our PSA for the day.
0: All right. Well, from Chernobyl, from a nuclear disaster, we'll move on to- The feel a dis-
1: good movie of 2019.
0: A disaster of another of another sort, and that would be John Wick. John Wick is, a, is himself a natural disaster. They call him the Baba Yaga. <laughs> Do they really? Yeah, it, well, in the movies, yeah, that's, that's how they refer to him as, because he's the boogeyman. Oh, okay. He's, he's not just a boogeyman. He's the one you call to kill the boogeyman, as, as the Russian mobster says. So I saw John Wick three today and a couple of thoughts right off the bat. I realized that, that John Wick, the first one came out just, just five years ago. So it came out in 2014. I really enjoyed the first one. Keanu Reeves looks like he's getting a little old. He's moving a little slower. His fight scenes. I I mean, he does a lot of throwing himself around and whatnot, but it's, he's getting painful to watch him run. Have you, have you ever seen Keanu run? Not in a while. I Um, mean, he, he kind of lumbers around. I mean, I think he's pigeon toed and I think he's also a little bow legged. So he's got a weird gait when he runs. Um, kind of like he's throwing himself from side to side when he runs. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's, it, it, it it was painful to watch him. And and one of the things I love about the John Wick movies is a lot of the stuff that he does like with manipulating the firearms and everything mm-hmm. is all is all real. I mean, it's all realistic. I mean, he trains with people for months to be able to do this stuff. The the quick the quick reloading, the flicking the magazines out of the of the firearm before he slams another one in A lot of the stuff that he does to manipulate the firearms and stuff that, that looks really cool, but it's, I mean, it's, it's a real thing. Some of it is kind of unnecessary. There was, there was one in the last, in the last one that I was like, did you do that or did you just do that so that you could show that you could? I think you just did that. So you, and there wasn't a whole lot of that in this movie. There, there was, there was one. It was, he, he had a a very quick and neat way of reloading his shotgun, which was, which was, I get, I don't know innovative because i guess that's just how it's done if you want to do it quick but the the storyline kind of I, I mean it's a john wick movie so it was like non-stop action from beginning to end and john wick was trying to kill people and that's pretty and he was trying to kill people and he was trying not to die so i mean i don't really know where to go with that yeah um lots lots and lots of action there's gonna be a john wick four
1: Really? Yeah, there's going mean, to be a John Wick they've been pushing these out so fast because of him getting older.
0: Yeah, there's going to be a John Wick 4. It's it's not settled at the end. Um, he's like Jason. He keeps coming back. He takes a lot of punishment in the movie. Um, he has a couple of creative kills. There, there were a lot of scenes in this movie, and, and I know this is saying a lot, but there were a lot of scenes in this movie that kind of pushed the suspension of disbelief. Because I'm, I'm watching some of this stuff and I'm going, I don't know that that's actually physically possible. You know, that kind of stuff. Okay. So, I mean, a lot, a lot of the fight scenes and stuff I know that, that he, he trained for and a lot of the stuff he did, but there was, there was quite definitely stunt doubles that were placed in at certain. I mean, at times it was almost comical. It was like the, the spaceball stunt double scene. Oh, really? You could like tell. (laughs) Oh yeah, there there were definitely scenes where you could be like, "Oh, that's not Keanu." All right, and there was there was some bad CG involving horses. (laughs) But but I mean, if if you want if you want to go and just enjoy a mindless action movie, this will do it. I don't want to blow the ending for you because the ending is kind of like, "Oh, well, we're gonna have a fourth one." But if if you want to go and just and enjoy a mindless action movie, this will do it for you. It's it's not a fantastic movie. It's not going to win any awards. I I don't even know that I would pay full price to go see it. I, I might wait for like a $5 Tuesday. I would I the most I could do is recommend seeing it on a big screen however you want to do it. However, you feel comfortable paying for that? That's fine. I I wouldn't pay full price for it. I don't think you need to do it in IMAX. Or I mean, I'm not paying seventeen dollars. But mindless, enjoyable action,
1: sure. Yeah, these so, movies I always they seem to be the ones that go super cheap on Black Friday. So I think I bought the John Wick one and John Wick two for like three ninety nine each. So. Right.
0: Now, don't get me wrong. I loved the first John Wick. I thought the first John Wick was excellent. And it had a great story. It had a great motivation for him. It pushed it along. A lot of the fight scenes were believable. They weren't like over the top. Um, But I think they've had to, they've had to up the ante, so to speak, with each successive movie. I mean, almost to the point where I think, you know, Neo's coming back in the fifth movie. So... (laughs) Because because it's gonna be it's gonna be Neo and Morpheus. Oh, really? Because Lawrence Fishburne's
1: in this movie too. Oh, wow! He's 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 in the franchise as well. So we're, we're gonna have Neo and Morpheus. Uh, the beginning of the show here, I was like, well, you know what? We're not gonna do a top uh, gimme five top five because we've been kind of busy. However, as you were talking about John Wick, something actually occurred to me. Is well, I have a really hard time seeing the first John Wick, and of course, that is the dog, which is pretty much the plot point of the first John Wick, right? Like, someone yeah. killed his like family, and then also his dog, really. So Correct. it's a little hard to actually see that one all the way through, because I'm a dog person, as are you. So I did throw together a quick personal KB5 movie of movies I will never see again because the dog dies. Okay. So um, I'm going to start off with a movie that absolutely destroyed me as a child, and that is Where the Red Fern Grows. Oh, yeah. They had us watch that in, like, elementary school, and then... You know, the the dog, like, protects the kid from, like, a cheetah or werewolf or a cougar or something. Yep, yep. And dies, and then, of course, the dogs get buried, and a red fern grows there. I leave the room crying and wouldn't go back to see movies in elementary school. I always would go play basketball in the gym. So that's one of them. My next one is My Dog Skip, which a lot of people didn't know, but it did. It starred a Frankie... uh, Frankie uh, Muniz from uh, Malcolm in the Middle. And it's about a little dog that kind of helped him be not shy and awkward. But they had a sequence at the end when the kid kind of gets older, and they show the dog getting older, and they show him unable to jump up on the bed. And then they kind of do that thing where the you know they show the dog laying on the bed because someone helped him up there. And then they kind of do that slow fade where the dog just kind of fades away, like uh-huh. showing time passing. And it's horrifyingly sad. I'm making everyone depressed. Chernobyl and now dead dogs. I'm awesome. Yeah, you are. Uh, I Am Legend. Actually, you we'll are. go with John Wick as yep. number three. We already talked about that. Number two, I Am Legend. Uh, yep. Big fan of the German Shepherd-related dogs. Had a German Shepherd mix, like the the black and tan kind of look. Uh, yeah, never seeing I Am Legend again. Saw it in the theater. Actually enjoyed it. Never seeing it again. Can't deal with the dog dying. And also, uh, while there are other movies on here I prefer more, uh, Marley and Me would be nine number one, where the you they the whole movie they basically – Get you to the point of where you fall in love with the dog, only to um, then have the dog die. So never seeing that one again. And I even knew that going in. You
0: you missed a big one. Did I? Yes. You
1: missed the movie. Uh, Rin Tin Tin. No. Oh, which one? Old Yeller, man. Oh, I've never seen it. Oh God. So I, I that's the the point of me saying never seeing it again because I've yeah. never seen it. I because I knew going in what was going to happen. Well, and it was all like hell's no. I, I'm not I'm not going to say movies that I will never see
0: again because of this. But I I mean, I can give you a list of of impactful animal deaths for me anyway. OK, Um I'm going to exclude Marley and me because I never saw that movie because I knew about it. Yeah. I heard I, I the movie was centered around the dog and then the whole thing where the dog dies at the end.
1: I'm like, yeah, no, well, I don't. And it was that. also based at, like in Fort Lauderdale. So we kind of knew about it down there because it was like a story i think in the sun sentinel or something right So it was kind of a bigger it was a big thing before the movie came out right so i i'm gonna go with
0: at number five i'm gonna do a dog's journey oh god no hell no yeah <laughs> i can't so, even watch the commercial gr- grant oh i know right granted the dog comes back but that first death really kind of gets you it's like,
1: oh. Well, yeah, and the, do- well, the dog comes back, and like I guess the new one is like the dog dying 400 times. I'm like, yeah. Fuck you, people.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I'm going to go with the dog's journey at number five. At number four, I'm going to do – I'll probably go with where the red fern grows because it was so long ago, and it's not quite as impactful for me right now, but I'll put where the red fern grows at number four. At number three, I'll do – I'll put I am legend because that, that scene where – where just after the fight, and and I I can I that scene is etched in my mind. I remember that scene. Yeah. I don't remember a lot M.S. about Street that.
1: And yeah. yeah,
0: I don't remember a lot about that movie, but I remember him holding the dog. You know, as the dog had been injured or whatever, mm-hmm. and the dog you can hear the dog start to growl and start to turn and start to get start to get feral Vampirified or, or zombified, yeah, or whatever it is yeah yeah feral or whatever it is and then him having to kill it himself and just the looking at it. will smith was an excellent actor for that scene i i mean you could feel it it was it was he, oh yeah so that's going to be my number three my number two is going to be john wick just because you didn't see it you didn't know that it or you, you knew it happened you didn't see it but the effect was still there. You were like, oh my God, no, it was just a little puppy. What is wrong with you, you bastards? Oh, you done messed up now. John Wick's going to kick your ass. So, and that was basically, it catapulted the whole movie. And like I said, I loved the first movie. I thought the first John Wick was great.
1: And a couple of weeks ago, we talked about how like, you can't just go taking vengeance yourself. Like you can't just do that. Mm-hmm. In this case, I think you can. It totally justified. 100%, totally justified. But at number one, it has to be Old Yeller. Has to be Old Yeller. Yeah, that is like the official, like, dead dog movie, but I just, I, I never because saw it. Because, I, I, like. I mean, it's it's
0: a coming-of-age story. The dog protects the boy from a rabid wolf. Old Yeller gets rabies, and, you know, they're they're hoping he's cured. It looks like he's going to be okay, and then one day he just goes crazy. And then the boy, you know, the mom was going to take care of it, and the boy's like, no, he's my dog, I'll do it. And, you know, the the young teenager goes out there and has to kill his own dog. And it's just such a heartbreaking moment. The hell
1: is wrong with people in like the fifties or whenever that movie was made. Oh God, just, just absolutely heartbreaking. Well, it was a book. Yeah. I I mean, yeah. So uh, just,
0: just absolutely heartbreaking. And, and that, that has to be the number one. Well, that was
1: fun. (laughs) Yeah. Super (laughs) Super downer. Way to go, Greg. What a dick. Okay. So here we go, guys. Thank you for listening. First of all, I, we apologize in advance for all of this stuff. This is what happens when we're busy throughout the week. But we wanted to get something out there for you. And when Jimmy's not here to uh regulate yeah, it. Yeah, when Jimmy's not here to make sure that we're not, like, being complete dipshits. First of all, if you look above us, above this episode in the feed or below or whatever, however your feed works, somewhere around this episode in the feed, if you want to check out some Game of Thrones episodes, we got an Avengers episode out there, by all means, check it out. If you want to yell at us on Facebook for being depressing, you can check us out by searching the give me five podcast everything i say every time i say five it's spelled out f-i-v uh you can check us out at give me five pod on twitter or instagram and you can email us angrily give me five podcast at gmail.com and remember feel free to subscribe to us to review us and uh you know let us know uh, what you think and you can of course check out our store give me five podcast.threadless.com t-shirts other cool things Thank you in advance, and thanks for listening. Thanks, guys.